and welcome to Around the Console, the Doctor Who podcast. Everybody knows, I say everybody, that a TARDIS console has six sides. There are five of us and we invite you to be our sixth member as our listener. Do you like, do you like what I did? Beautiful. I like that. Yeah. You said the word member, my mind went elsewhere though. I was just trying some out. Anyway, yes, I'm Bob <laughs> and joining me are Cliff, Craig, Sucky and John. Uh, and we are continuing on our Time Lord Victorious epic quest saga um we've we've had a couple of months off it um but we're back on it now uh, and we've just been uh, all listening to the audiobook the minds of magnox um which was for me it was cool but i want to find out what you all think so i'm going to sling this around the console and come to you first sucky okay i've listened to this twice now in the last two three days and I just could not get into it. I don't know what it was. It maybe it was just because he was Jake, Jacob Dunman doing all the voices, and I, he's great as both the. He's the, brilliant. The, I thought he was brilliant yeah, as, as, both, great, as both doctors. He's great, but then I just think the story wasn't that great. It's just synced. Uh, it just didn't capture me as it should have done. So I'm just going to say uh, it's okay, but not much. All right, fair enough, uh, Cliff. Oh. Well, I, I pleasantly enjoyed it. It was okay compared to the last one. I can't remember the last one. I remember not enjoying it as much. The uh, books. That was it. The second part of the book, the I think, book, was yeah. fulfilling. <laughs> but um, I thought it was good. Uh, the characters was great. Brian was in it. What more is it yeah. not to like? As long as our Brian's back, that's it. Yeah. Uh, John? As I said before, I'm a bit, a bit ill listening to these things. And I didn't get into it. I phased out a number of times and to the point where I probably don't really understand what the plot's about. So hopefully you guys can help me out and tell me what it's about. <laughs> no, I always rely on you, John, to explain all these time lords. Yeah, I just, I just couldn't focus on it. Oh, my you've, God, that's the end of the world. A, yeah, cutting point where you understand what's happened. and we Absolutely. Shit. <laughs> um, Craig. Um, like Sucky, I've listened to this twice, uh, but only in the last couple of months. And I had very different reactions both times. The first time I loved it. I thought it was really dark and really exciting. And I listened to it again a couple of nights ago and it was like, what was all the fuss about in my head? This is just, it's bland. It's Well, it's not bland, that's harsh. It's okay. It was fair enough. Uh, I liked the story, but it felt very much a typical kind of big finish production didn't really get parts of the story. That whole code thing at the end, loving the fact, loving the fact it was Matt Smith's voice and his quirkiness, oh. went straight over my head. Oh, that's the best uh, bit. I oh, it was, was the best cold, bit as the well. Colder. Yeah. yeah. But oh. I know he goes back and he kind of said, but it was like, I didn't have any emotional attachment to it. So I could oh. see what was happening, but it didn't work. I kind of like the whole, I like the Brian backstory from being bored and him going off and getting involved elsewhere. And it just so coincidentally happened that him and the doctor met while trying to blow up the mines or whatever it was. Well, that's my feeling. So a bit mixed. I'm, I'm, I'm flabbergasted. Um, I've listened to this about seven times. Uh, and last night Ooh. I did it with headphones Too on. Much time. Uh, just just in the dark to really immerse myself in it. And you miss a lot if you're not fully concentrated on it. Uh, there's there's loads in this and it's tied or tying so much of the Time of Victoria stuff together. Particularly the last the last few that we've done. Um and the David Tennant uh, doctor this is him coming to the end you know this this is why he's been yeah. acting in the manner he has been since what of Waters of Mars and books we've done this sort of arrogant you know person clinging on for life 
Um, and there's there's a lot of that in this. The continuum coming back as well. Um, yeah. You know, and the story of the Doctor and Brian. But the coda is the most beautiful bit because the Doctor, you know, and Brian are responsible for the the death, if you like, uh, of of the Madoxian people. Um, and Pascal is the one that kind of escapes and makes her own colony. And these thirty years later, the Doctor in Matt Smith's form. So this is so you got this. This story is David Tennant going through all these regrets and this this not the way he normally is thinking. You know the way or the way he is thinking. Um, you know going through this this period of he's going to die, and that's why he's been all over the place. And Matt Smith, it's the Matt, it's the Matt Smith Doctor just before he goes to Trenzalore in the corner, and it's kind of like him coming back to make an amends to Pascal, you know, who is the person that the only person that got away from from Maddox. Um, from yeah, the planet Maddox or whatever it was. It's beautiful. Like the corders. I, I, I got that, but it just didn't move oh, me. Oh, I did. Oh, I, I didn't get. I, I didn't get the David Tennant regretting his his life or coming, knowing he's coming to the end. I just didn't get it. That. But it was. The, it was the question, the wasn't it? It was like, had he done the right thing by trying to destroy or destroying the Katiru? That was that was the question he wanted to ask this great mind, and I love what what I did love about the the minds of Mad 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 Knox, um, is the is the fact that the the more intelligent they are, the different things they have these different things on the skulls and things like that. That was, that was cool. Really cool. Yeah. Um, it was easy to visualise as well, wasn't it? It was a nice hierarchical yeah. thing that you could you could see it easily. The more intelligent, the bigger the brain, weirder shape. Yeah, and, and and it was also the relationship of Brian and the Doctor when they'd gone on these two separate plot arcs, basically. Um, so Brian had been hired as a hitman somehow, and the Doctor was doing the more saving thing, you know. And then when it like, transpires that Brian's saving the Doctor's life, uh, you know, it's kind of I don't know. It was quite a nice little twist, I thought. I put. I thought the way they had Brian and you could hear what he was thinking and he had his thought processes. I felt it like it it um it was really good how he's got his point of view as well as the doctors. He wasn't just a companion, he wasn't just there yeah. in the background, he just seemed to follow. He had his own agenda, which was good that he had it and completed it. I like the way you got Brian's backstory as well. That yeah, I yes. found really interesting. That's one thing what was missing were all this time. Yeah. Which was great. I think when I watched the first time and I really enjoyed the darkness, <laughs> I think it was to do with Brian and how dark Brian was as a character. That he could be, it was this kind of friend, companion that he talked about. He didn't quite know what the relationships the Doctor was, which you've never really had before, mm. apart from, you know, with Turlo. Uh, this time it was like, mm, you can't trust this Brian whatsoever. Um, I enjoyed that side to it. The rest, you know, the David Tennant's uh, asking the question didn't really do it for me at all. Uh, I felt like David Tennant, what had happened from before, he, he felt even colder this time. I don't know think? if he was playing that or he, he was playing it as well, distant with what he's just done and he's trying to come understand what he's done. I, I, I think, think he felt cold. I didn't feel cold. I felt coming to terms because he was quite nice, wasn't he, with people in this? It was acting quite... I mean, the guy doing the voices, I know he's touched it before, but fucking hell, he's amazing. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, he's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And he's definitely doing all the voices. So he's doing Matt Smith, yes. David Tennant, Brian, uh, and everyone else as well. Yeah. He, I've never heard a narrator or talker or whatever. Talker, I don't know. Does he do Brian's as well? Does everyone, talker. yeah. It does everyone. It's, he it's does all, all the voices, yeah. He's no, no, he's very good, uh, very good um, mimic fella. Impersonate, yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. But does he yeah. get an, does he get extra money for doing each individual one? I, fuck like it, one I hope he does. 
I hope he does. Yeah. Do they, more important, do the people he's imitating get some commission as the well? People, the people, uh, they'll have employed him for that reason, because he mm. can do voices. Well, so he got the job on that basis. He's got extra. He is Big so. Finish's uh, go-to for whenever David Tennant doesn't appear. And Matt Smith doesn't do Big Finish anyway. So right. he, he's the one that they uh, use. He's brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and that definitely added to it. Because rather than just being a, a narration all the way through normal, it was it were brilliant. That It really added to it for me. I, I, and that's another thing why I really, really enjoyed it was because of that. You know, it, it, mm. when I got the headphones in last night and it, it dark and all that, I really got it in my fucking head because that's what I have to do with it, any of these audios is to get them all. This a few times, getting distracted and then just sit down in the dark with my headphones on that mode where it cuts all sound off and all that. You know, and just just sit with it in, in my mind and my ears, obviously. And um, yeah, I, I got a lot from this. I think it was quite a nice for me, quite a nice conclusion to the David Tennant. Uh, at Town of Victorious, kind of Brian plot, you know, plot arc really. So, um, I mean, don't get it wrong. I did listen to it, but what's the plot? Well, the doctor's questioning what he does, isn't he? He's kind of questioning whether he was right. So he goes to he goes to Magnox to ask the question. What question? Do I did um, did, did I do the right, right thing? thing? Is it, yeah, right, did okay. I do the right? And he basically it's is it big library, isn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, that's about as much as I figured. Yeah. yeah. Um, they won't answer the question to him. And then they they, continue and that's all... get, but then they get continue to get involved, don't they? Because yeah. they, they they like they like being cleverer. They're the cleverest people in the universe. The, the minds of Mag, Magnox. Yeah. And then then someone then doctors you know proves his cleverness, getting in there and all that. Um, and then they, they find it amusing. This man so clever has to ask him this this sort of like quite shit question really but obviously it's something that's preying on his mind and the Katira come in bang you know because they're desperate as well aren't they from what he's the doctor's done to them um, and, you, and then you've got and an underlying asked. plot where Brian's there to assassinate as well yeah being hired an assassin yeah which is what is. Come, that, that, come made, that made it a bit more complete because I think if they would have not had Brian within it it wouldn't be as fulfilling a story yeah. That that felt like a, that little underplay going on. It was good, and I I thought it was nice to do that code of Matt Smith thing, just because it then I don't know, it just put a bit more. That was wet. fist pump moment for me. When yeah, I thought it was. I, cool. think, I thought it was good. That I think I just got restless at that point. I think I begin to get really after an hour. I need it to finish, and it goes on yeah. past that. So I think that's what it was with me. That it was like I was getting a bit. Twitchy, I needed to do something different. I was getting can't bored. last past an hour. That's why I did. Let's change the position. It's not a fucking oh, sting job, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, do, I do listen to a lot of audio books and stories from Big Finish, and so I, I, I get how they set their stories. But for some reason, this one just didn't seem to gel for me. The fact that they had this forty-five minutes, fifty minutes of David Tennant's tenth uh, Doctor, uh, and it was all it was about was him asking a question. Yeah. Brian and his bit of the story was about the best bit of that story. The eleventh Doctor as the added bit, which was like the last ten minutes, it just suddenly comes into the story, and by then I'm already switching off, and so I'm not. Uh, like, I, that, like, I like I'm it. trying it twice. I like the amends thing. I, I think it's because it's because it, David Tennant did it a little bit, didn't he? On telly, went round and saw the people, his friends, and yeah. all that as his last hurrah. You know, because they like to make a big song and dance out of a regeneration nowadays, don't they? 
Well, um, there's also they thought it was going to finish, didn't they? In reality, that's what they thought that yeah. Russell T Davis was ending. The BBC didn't want to renew it. Yeah, and I like I just like the fact that the Matt Smith doctor before he goes to Trenzalore, you know, because he's going through the similar thing as he did as he reflects on telly. It was like this kind of making amends for the things that, you know, and it did. It, the David Tennant's doctor in the Tamil Victoria stuff has done some fucking horrible, very out of character yeah, things, yeah, which really you've definitely touched on, Sucky, particularly Waters of Mars. Mm. I think we all have as well. You know, it's the, yeah. it's it's to a point uncomfortable that the doctor's acting in this way. Um, that that's kind of resolved a little bit for him, and then it's quite nice to see the later doctor, the next doctor, if you like, make it, it, come to make that amends. Is this because uh, the conclusion of this? Does that mean that's more or less uh, David Tennant's swan song for the TLB? Because he I goes off I and does. Some... I don't know, but I, but it, it can't be really, can it? But does that does that it fit felt into like that it. logic now? Because that felt like going there and then I'll end up doing. You know what I mean? Goes to see uh, um, the master and the knock on four and all that type. It of stuff. definitely felt like it to me. Because that's how it felt like to me. Because that's yeah. what it was giving him a lot more play. Because there was a lot more just off him. Well, we've still got other threads, haven't we? That's the thing now. That was one of the threads we've done recently. Because you've still got all the Dalek stuff. You know, yeah. that's I'm looking forward to that. You still got Paul McGann's Doctor stuff. You know, that's still going on. So, do you yeah. think we're done with Katura? I, I don't. I, I, when it's out, because they're kind of dead, aren't they? They, they? There's a small remnants of them. You know, yeah, so I think. It, I'm like, I was hoping you get. I was hoping you get one just solidly on them. And an explanation and a background, well, like they did with the Daleks. We had that at the beginning, didn't we? A little bit when the Master kind of goes to that planet. Yeah, yeah but all that time ago. Well, the Katuru are still in some form around. They're just not as massive and plentiful as they were because what David Tennant's doctor yeah. did to the planet. Am I right in saying well, it'd that? Be good to, yeah, it'd be good to see what they yeah. do then as a retaliation or something. Because he, he did destroy, pretty much destroy the planet or put it in a lock, yeah. or, didn't he? Sucky's <laughs> looking confused. Yeah, I'm just, no, just thinking at the end of the last book, didn't we see the last of the Katura in her garden then she passes? Yes, yeah, I thought that's, but, so that's... In this one, the Katuru have come through, haven't they? I think there was a small remnant of have... two left. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if there's a time travel element here, and that's why... It is Doctor Who, so maybe. Yeah, they can always come back. I, I mean, yeah. The, I can't... To be honest, the, it was that book on it, and it wasn't the most fascinating of reads, you know, being honest. It's all flesh is stone. All flesh is grass, or whatever it was. Or small grass. But, I mean, overall, I definitely enjoyed it. And uh, I'm going to hand over now, down under, uh, to our friends over at the Sirens of Audio podcast, Dwayne and Philip. Yeah, we've not heard from them for a while. And I think, to be honest, Dwayne sent me this, you know, a couple of months ago when we went to record it last time. So, yeah, this is uh, Dwayne and Philip from the Sirens of Audio. Well, g'day, boys, from around the console. Thanks for having us back. Really appreciate it. Philip and I are both here. We're going to talk a bit more Time Lord Victorious. And this is certainly a range that I would like to go back to and maybe see if I can find a bit more of the media, Philip, and and go through it in order one day, if I ever have the time. Is it? Do you feel that like that? Well, I've certainly been enjoying listening to the uh, Around the Console, discussing it week by week, yep. or, or when it came up. I mean, I listened to their podcast recently about the two books, and of course I really enjoyed the two books. Mm, me too. So it was really great listening to them talk about that, and you know, I, I'm really enjoying what they're having to say, what they're picking up on. So I know we're only limiting, they're, they're limiting us just to the audio, um, which, but that in itself, I've enjoyed going back, and particularly this one, because I must admit, I wasn't impressed the first time I heard this. No, you weren't. I remember. My, my views have changed slightly. So, yeah, let's... This, let's... This, is, this is related to the books, though, because this is set right in the middle of 
all flesh is grass. So if you look on the release timeline or the story order timeline, this is set in a small, or the Minds of Magnox is set in a small group of stories right in the middle between part one and part two of All Flesh is Grass. So yeah, I, I don't recall the details of uh, the 10th Doctor going off and getting that spaceship and powering it with the TARDIS like he's done in there uh, as much as I feel I wanted to for this, but it, it was mentioned. So it is connected very much to that story and the events that happened in the middle of the book, uh, which is very interesting. The first thing that struck me about The Minds of Magnox, it was the author, Darren Jones, stu uh, st stuck out in my mine because in 2019 Darren wrote my favourite Doctor Who audio story for Big Finish and that was called Cry of the Vultress. Do you remember that one? It was an Ice Warrior story. I do remember it. Set on, an, set on a completely alien planet so all the characters in that story were aliens and interestingly that was also produced and directed by John Ainsworth who did this for, for BBC so there's a connection there between those uh, two people. And I think that makes this story interesting to me in that because Cry the Vultress was set on a completely alien planet, Minds of Magnox is really visual in that sense too, where we get lots of visuals of these weird, uh, crazy looking aliens, but really explained nicely. Jacob Dudbin is always on top form. Well, before we get to Jacob, what did you think of the setting of Magnox, Philip? Yes, yeah, so I think you know I'm I'm not a huge fan of the wildly alien landscapes vistas when Big Finish usually do them. But can I say this one surprised me at how well and clearly it was explained. So you know, one of the things I can't stand is too much exposition, and you know, often the audios get get criticised for too much exposition. But I guess because this is a story, it's 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 a diff it's allowed to to talk things differently. And certainly, yeah, I it's, a, a, it's not an audio drama. It's strictly. not an audio drama. So yeah, because it's an audio book, it actually changed what what the rules were, and I think therefore I got a much clearer, better picture early. And in fact, there's stuff that I'd missed the first time. I, th I think partly why I enjoyed this more was I don't think I'd read the book when I'd listened to this the first time. So it that's did right, because this it, came out before the books, didn't it? Yes, just it did. before, mm. or at least at least before I was able to get hold of the books. Because I, I had to wait a little while for them to be sent you know, across from the UK. And so, having ha had the knowledge of the books, this did fit in for me a lot better. Um, and also, having more recently listened through um, to Brian the Ood and other bits and pieces, it, it connected a lot better with me than it did the first time I, I heard it. But I do think the world building is actually very powerful. And usually, as I said, aliens, when they're described, often I, I don't get a good enough picture in my head. I think Big Finish deliberately try to avoid too much exposition, too much explanation. And so it is left a lot more to your imagination, which for some people, they love that. Um, but for me, this was actually really well explained. And so the aliens and the whole concept of growing bumps and knobs on their heads as they grow in knowledge, I thought was a really fascinating idea. And as they describe different ones of the different, different people, um, it, it really stood out. So yeah, I, I loved the idea of the city. I thought the, 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 the library sort of picture was, I, I, for me, it was quite a, like, like the, um, sound, the sounds of the library sort of idea was there without the books, but you know, big white areas of consoles and things. So yeah, I, I managed to catch the really good picture in my head. It was really well described, I thought. Yeah, agreed. And you know, I'm a big fan of Jake 
Dudman. So uh, what were your thoughts on, on his performance in this? Well, isn't Jacob always you know, fantastic in terms of his energy levels, the way he describes his characterizations? I, I don't think he's got the perfect Tenth Doctor, but you always, you know, he, he does enough affection towards the Tenth Doctor to know it's him. But the other characters too were very powerful. And Brian the Ood, to, to me, Brian is a standout character in this. And it was, it was again, nice to get some more of his story. It was. And once again, you know, just with the, the effect that they used and Jacob's voice, he really captured it. Is it Silas Carson? I think he usually does the voice yes. for for the Ood. And so um, Jacob really captures that. And so for me, actually, it was actually the story I was most intrigued by was following the Brian the Ood story, um, who's just a fascinating character. I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's a companion. Could, he, could a companion be an assassin? Um, but but yeah, so everything that Jacob did was just really clear. What, what did you think of Jake? Oh yeah, he was great. Uh, just on Brian the Ood, you mentioned that. I love I love the uh, backstory uh, on how he was uh, drafted into becoming an, an alien. And we had a reference to the uh, lesser order of the, uh, what was it? The Knights of Oberon? Yes. Or the, or the lesser order of Oberon, not the Knights of Oberon. Which is which is uh, the character from Revelation of the Daleks? So that was that was nice to get that bit of backstory. But just just the whole backstory of the fact that you know, they made him as he was, and then he just killed them all. Mm. But yeah, you know, the, the nice one he killed first because he didn't want him to suffer, which is right. very much. I don't know if you read um, you know, Agatha Christie's, um, and then there was none. There's you know, there's yes. ten people all guilty of crimes there, and they killed off from the um, least guilty to the most guilty, so that those left alive the longest are suffering more and so yeah, the, the one who just got drunk and killed a girl on the road he gets killed off first and doesn't have to go through all the trials of everyone else um, and you know Brian the Ood very much is like that yeah. the, the one he liked the most he killed him first and then yeah, made everybody else suffer he just he's an awful character but you kind of like him <laughs> so here's a question I had uh, about the story the, the question that the 10th Doctor was going to the minds of Magnox to ask but Brian the Ood didn't know what the question was. I didn't know the question either. Had Did we know what the question was at this point? Okay, I was worried I'd missed it. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I was I, listening and I, could, I didn't get it. I thought maybe it was in a book or maybe it's in a future. It comes out in the second half of the book. I don't know, but the, I don't think that question was ever answered. No. Maybe it, it, maybe it was the, the reason he left in the middle of all flesh's grass. I don't know. So yeah. um, uh, maybe the around the console boys picked up on that, but I I didn't <laughs> didn't yeah, take away it, too much from the story uh, for me. But yeah, just a little niggle. It's a, it's an interesting period actually because it is probably I mean I love David Tennant. I think he's I think he's my favorite. He's my favorite new Doctor since the show came back. But this is the period of his time when you really don't like him, and you're not, su- not supposed to like him. You know, the time Lord Victorious is very much him at his craziest and worst. And believing he can do whatever he wants, and that um, was one of your problems when you first heard it, wasn't it? That, yeah, he, that he did something so horrible that you, you found it hard to uh, reconcile. I, I have issues. Well, yes, I, I have issues with how he's behaving, but I do actually now. Now we're going through it again, and now we, in context of the books and things, You've I do. Well, no, I, I still don't like it. But I still think that is where the Tenth Doctor was, and that's why the Tenth Doctor had to go. That's yeah. He he and Rose, their hubris got so great, and the punishment for that was Rose being sent to another dimension. 
And then, you know, Freeman, not Freeman, uh, Martha and Donna kept him stable for the next couple of seasons. But once he lost Donna, he went into a place he shouldn't have gone, a dark place. And it, it's still very much, it is in line with the characters, in line with what the Doctor was doing. I don't like who the Doctor has become, but I do understand in part of the story and the plot. So, yeah, certainly the first time I listened to this, I didn't like how the Doctor was behaving. But in context of where we are in the history of the show, after the War of Mars, in that context where he believes he can do whatever he wants, has the right to do whatever he wants, and he's, he's about to be brought... I mean, you know, the Tunnel of Victorious will bring him back to Earth a bit before he moves on to his final couple of ventures. But, yeah, it, it's, it's very much in line with where the show was at at this time. But what he did do in the events of the Mines of Magnox was... Uh, well, it, it enabled... Uh, the appearance of the eleventh Doctor right at the end uh, in that little coda, which was which was really nice. Obviously, the eleventh Doctor is the best uh, impersonation that Jacob Dugman does. He's absolutely mm. perfect as the eleventh. It's hard for me to differentiate between the two, and I thought that was a really nice touch. And so so far, we've had what have we had in Time Lord Victorious? The fourth, the eighth, ninth, tenth. 12th and 13th Doctors, I think, were in Time Lord Victorious. Where's the 12th? I think the 12th might be in a comic somewhere. I could be wrong. The 13th um, isn't it? She's, Jody's not in Yeah, she, she appears at the end of one of the comics, comics I think. Oh, uh, okay. I'm pretty sure. Um, so we've had all those Doctors, and it was nice to get uh, the 11th in uh, in this bit. So Yeah, definitely. Yeah, really nice. Nice stuff. Can't wait for more from from Jacob Dudman um, because there were some great big finish releases that he starred in last year, and um, I hope the boys from around the console are getting more and more enthused about audio because uh, it's been lovely to hear him talk about the audio so far. But the next audio that's to come, which I think uh, I think that one's mutually assured destruction. Uh, I'm waiting to see what uh, what they make of that one because it's uh, pretty awesome. It is indeed. Well, that was great, Dwayne. Good, good, great chatting about this. I've enjoyed it. Thanks, Philip. Thanks, Bob, and the rest of the team at Around the Console. Thank you very much, Dwayne and Philip there from the Sounds of Audio podcast. Check it out. Yeah. All things audio. Yeah. What was that? They're going down under. <laughs> it sounded like some... <laughs> <laughs> Completely broken bulb cliff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <you've done> <laughs> <laughs> Bob manages to talk through a lot of a lot of Craig and a lot of me trying to put him off and he yeah. manages fine. One word from you, Cliff, you fucking broke me. Cliff brought me. Well, well done. <laughs> uh, anyway, so final thoughts from you guys. I'll come round again. Craig. Um, um it was okay. Uh, it didn't really blow my world. Maybe I need to leave it a third attempt. Um, it was fair enough. Like women. Um, so oh, no, no, I wouldn't give them, wouldn't give them the first attempt. <laughs> Uh, as I said it was okay it did grab my attention or didn't hold my attention as it should have done Uh, I've still got it on my phone so you never know I might just give it another world to see what if I can get into it but at the moment it's just okay just okay John yeah I wasn't at my best listening to that so I'm definitely going to have to listen to it again especially given Bob's enthusiasm for it I think I've definitely got something there that's worth listening to so I'll give it another try. Nice one. God. Cliff. Similar boat to John, I'd like to give it another try. I've only listened to it once, um, but I thought it was okay. It was all right. It's a good story. I wanted to know what happened to Brian. It was good to have we had the bat story. 
Um, I'm looking forward to the future ones. Yeah, nice one. I mean, it, like I say, it did take me a few, a good few listens to really get immersed and embrace it. But I, I wanted to do that. I wanted to do that because it depends what mindset I'm in and all that kind of stuff when I'm listening to audio. I really do struggle mm. with it. But that's why I really want to, if we're, you know, talk. I just wanted to really try and sort of get a good feel for it. And, you know, and I did. Um, and I'm happy to say I did. Uh, I got a lot out of that. And I was so impressed with the guy. You know, I had to check that David Tennant wasn't in it, Matt Smith wasn't in it, because the guy... The Matt Smith impression was fantastic, oh, by the way. It was just... It was really horrendous. All the voices, the dif- differential of the voices as well, not just of the people that you know, but the, the characters that were in it. It was just nice. It was like an it was like an audio rather than an audio book. And it, yeah, and I, I like that with audio books. It's like the guy that does the, um, the uh, Witcher ones, John, that you pointed me at. The guy that does mm. the, the, the narration on them, he does all the voices and that, and it's good because it kind of makes it more like a... Such a skill, know. that. It's amazing. Yeah. And especially oh, it when totally you, is. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine having to, your brain to just switch from one to the other? That's yeah. doing it. But it's, I mean, it's, it's, like, it's like, it always makes the narration better if there's like consistent voices. It's proper storyteller. Yeah. 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 Oh, man, it was, yeah, yeah it was, it's class. It, it, By uh, me, I should do it. I should do one. Yeah, that's what we want. <laughs> Oh, I'd love to hear you do a narration, Cliff. I'd love to hear it. Once upon a time. Well, I've, got a, I've, I've got a challenge for you. I've got a challenge for you. So, so we've just done. Uh, we're currently, yeah, in the, in in right in the middle of uh, the, the time of Victorious saga. Uh, and next up, we have. Uh, there's a few strange things, but the main thing we're going to be doing is another audio. Uh, mutually assured destruction uh, with Paul McCann's Doctor. But there's a few no, things. In, that uh, no. It was a. Uh, oh, no, it, we've done a. I can't remember, but this is the next one, isn't it? Um, yeah. But in between that, we've, there's a comic book creator. So if anyone wants to play around with a comic book creator, have a bit of fun. Let us know what you think. Uh, fill your boots. We'll have a free ch- online. I'll have a go. It's free, yeah. Have a chat about that. That could be quite fun. Live free. There's, is that the uh, is that the thing that you used to send us that extremely X-rated <laughs> comic? Yes. All yeah. right. Cool. I think I think there is an actual comic that the the BBC have created in it that you have to pay yeah. for, which you don't have to pay for, obviously, but you can create for free. Um, you know, highbrow content like I didn't send to you lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's that. There's a short <laughs> story. <laughs> there's a short story Mission to the Unknown now if you want to uh, attempt an narration of that Sheps for our listeners that would be amazing I'll do it I'll yeah. do it yeah so you can attempt that but don't then, say that then, you'll have to now <laughs> we'll all wait with bated breath for that <laughs> and then you've got the audio book which is, which is going to be our full and proper review another short story exit strategy so there'll be quite a bit of content in the next one but the main thing we'll be looking at is a mutually assured destruction and then we have done this section and we're on to the victorious days because there's quite a lot of stuff now which isn't just books and audio it's interactive and random things and that and stuff you've got to find but yeah I'm, I'm, I enjoyed the, the most recent one very much but that's what we're coming up next in the Time Lord Victoria stuff um, so yeah that's it for this time um, we'll be dropping one of our, our, our uh, normal episodes in the form of Megloss in between now and then um, so yeah thank you very much for listening goodbye Bye. 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 Bye.